Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win, including boosted same-game parlays for the upcoming NBA action after the football season. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive a special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's Bet $10, Win $200 offer. Just bet $10 and win $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. And let's get after it. Bet 10, win 200 is not available in Michigan. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan... 1-800-270-7117. In New York, one eight seven seven eight hope ny Tennessee, 1-800-889-9789. The LA Rams are your Super Bowl champions. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. Mm. What a wonderful Super Bowl Sunday. I know you all joined us on our live stream. Thank you all for coming out showing us some love. We had a wonderful time watching Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay, and all the other Rams take home the Super Bowl trophy. We're going to get into all that, the sequences that made it happen, the refereeing, the calls towards the end of the game, Joe Burrow almost making history. And of course, we'll get into the Super Bowl commercials and the halftime show, the historic halftime show. All coming up. Y'all enjoy. Hello. I was thinking about starting the show with like reading some sort of a letter pleading with the cartel to chill out with the avocados. <laughs> uh, you know, like read a letter, like, please, dear cartel, please, whatever's going on with the avocados. But I don't want to die, you know? So I think I'll just start with a Valentine's Day thing. And I'll say, I want to say hello to my, uh, to my lovely wife, Meg. And, and uh, I'm not a Valentine's Day guy. I think it's a corporate holiday. I think we're all getting suckered into it. It's a bad deal, but happy Valentine's Day, Meg. And I also want to be the first to wish this is a 3.30 a.m. pod. No way Macon has told Kate happy Valentine's Day yet. And I think you are awesome, Kate, and I want to wish you a very neighborly happy Valentine's Day on the podcast. I want to get there first. I want to wish my girlfriend a happy Valentine's Day, too. I don't want to... Have you just hopefully throw that out there? Wish it to her on a podcast somewhere. <laughs> I don't want you to no, throw all I'm your not, wishes no. out there. I'm doing it to Macon because generally on my kids' birthdays and all types of shit, he comes in here and like ambushes me with the date and calendars and shit. Especially if the pod is like a day before, uh, you know, it gets tricky. 
So I just wanted to be the first to wish Kate a very happy Valentine's Day. And of course, my lovely wife. So love you, Meg. Layup line. I don't know. Who has it? Is it Al Green has a song, I'm a Ram? Fuck it. We'll just make that one. We'll That's go, right. I'm yep. a Ram, Al Green, just because I didn't have anything. And the Rams are Super Bowl champions. For the record, Bengals and the under, those were the plays that you heard here on Greenlight. Our win bet thing almost hit. I hope you listen. Let's get into this game, though. When your business is starting its championship run, nothing matters more than finding and hiring the best team. With Indeed, you have the power to build a dynasty by hiring more MVPs faster. If you're hiring, you need Indeed, because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. Indeed makes it easy to hire great talent. According to Comscore, Indeed is the number one job site worldwide. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com BlueWire. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com BlueWire to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So that was a fun stream. It was a smooth, smooth stream. You know, Kyle came in. He was awesome. Maybe a little uh, preview of things to come in the future. Would love that. We get the big bear back in town. We do more live streams. There's plenty of... uh, Plenty of room on the couch. Capacity on this couch. For facts, me, Kyle, maybe others. Couple ices. Bo, the Butter King. A couple Smirnoff ices. That was fucked up, Reed. Reed iced us. No, no, no. What was fucked up was that Nate didn't cash in and honor the ice. No. I, you I have Reed. to honor the ice, dude. You have to honor the <laughs> you ice. Have to I know honor that the ice. You, I, know I know it sucks, but I, you have to honor the ice. I know that you haven't heard much about the rules of that game since 2007. <laughs> so let me tell you the scenario what happened. I got iced I'm, on spring break in Miami. I'm sitting. I'm sitting on the couch. At Greg Olson's house. Yeah, at Greg Olson's I got iced <laughs> at Greg Olson's house. That's the last time I've been iced. Was Yo, that before re- or after you um, peed you on his the, couch? No, no, you did Might have been the first drink of the night. Well, I did the work <laughs> in the, ne- the next day. I cut down the palm tree, sweat it out. Reed cheated with the icing. No, no, no. All right, he you kind of sabotaged it. He pushed it on my back. No, I didn't touch it. Reed pushed because, it on your back. Well, no, I didn't turn around. I felt it on my back, you and felt, he yeah. and he's sitting here just eyeing it, and he's like, "You're feeling it on your back because you, you, you did, ice. and then you smiled. You I, did, I never said ice, but bro, I never touched it. So if it's on my, you back, did touch it. You're you're you I'm, knew it was there. You Reed, looked and you Reed, turned. Yo, you cannot put an ice like I didn't where put I'm it there. sitting. It was it was it was there before you sat down. I put it there. I put it there at four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, it was there at four uh, o'clock in the afternoon. And then you sabotaged the pillows and moved. I the feel pillow. like fucking Judge Joe Brown here, guys. <laughs> okay. And by hey, the and so by the way, get, I feel so, terrible from eating that land, air, <laughs> and sea sandwich. So you rated I it? I can only I, imagine. You I rated it a six and a half in the moment. What do you trouble. rate it now? 
I'm just fighting for my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> like my stomach. Bro, you went to sleep. I woke you up five minutes ago. It was actually pretty I had impressive. To take a, I had to take a nap. I had to take a quick nap. Like all that fucking sugar and sodium so and whatever a, else. That, that, that was an indica land there and see. Like, yeah. Just, it was like a quick. You were in the couch. So you're saying that Reed forced, you know, iced you against your will. He put the ice. He yeah, put it I on think, your back. I think Reed. He had a. He had just like this genius plan. He knew. He just knew we were going to sit here, and he had these. And he did this whole little. Oh, let's move the. Let's move. Are you comfortable? Let me move this pillow and force this bottle on your back. Force the bottle. I didn't and force it, it and anything, it and it didn't work. Reed, it did work. Let you noticed you it. You started laughing. <laughs> Reed, you started laughing, and you, you notice it. You have to honor the ice. I know you motherfuckers talk a lot back there. So tell me this. <laughs> Riddle me this. Not yeah. the season's over. Let's be honest. What was the clubhouse bet on what I was going to do when I got ice? Did you think I was going to pay up or? I they didn't know I was. I, I had the Ooh. ice. I knew that you would pay up. You acted alone. Here yeah, yeah, I acted alone. This was my my mission. What a fucking uh, humble, noble <laughs> man you are. I was acting watching, alone. I was Give watching me the TV credit. on the couch at like 4.30, and he was like, just don't move the pillows. <laughs> Is that what he said? <laughs> oh, my God. So, I mean, we had a great time during the live stream, and uh, we're, I got a lot of energy. I don't, I don't know how Mike Tirico and uh, Maria Taylor are still doing it. Reed pointed that out. They're doing Super Bowl stuff all day. Super Bowl ends. There's Bob Slay on TV, mm -hmm. and uh, they're still working. So shout out to uh, some of the hardest working people in sports media. Mono Bob. Us and Mike Tirico and Maria <laughs> Taylor. Everybody else is drunk in L.A., partying with celebrities. You know, right, I don't working. have any FOMO. I'm good, dude. I'm happy. I'm right where I need to be. I Gary Allen. I definitely <laughs> don't have any FOMO. So I think the biggest the ways that I would... First off, this is a movie finish. For, uh, yeah. you know, it's Hollywood, it's LA, all that shit's cliche and people are going to wear that stuff out. But it feels like they wrote this in a script. Whether you think they're the protagonists or not, this is my, you know, St. Louis disclaimer right here. I understand why people in St. Louis aren't happy. You know, I played in St. Louis for the Rams for a lot of years. I was very torn, but I don't worry about like team stuff as much as I worry about like friend stuff. People that, you know, I know guys on both teams. But Aaron Donald uh, needs that Super Bowl, mm -hmm. you know. To he doesn't need it, but it's a nice cherry on top of what's already probably a top five all-time defensive career. And Johnny Hecker been there forever. You know, I'll talk about guys that I'm happy for, you know, people that I'm kind of bummed for. But I am bummed about the St. Louis thing. So a little bit of a mixed feeling thing but i'm going to talk about the rams the rest of the way on this pod having already said that so nobody can come back and say hey what about st louis i'm going to do my job and analyze the super bowl and everything that comes with it and just to stamp aaron donald rookie of the year 2014 uh eight-time pro bowl seven-time first team all pro three-time defensive player of the year 2010s all decade only two games missed both not due to injury right so Never been hurt. Wild. Real real life Superman. And and uh, impacted the game, this game and no. the conference championship when they needed the play. Absolutely. And quite frankly, could have been the MVP. We'll talk mm -hmm. about that in a couple minutes. Um Hope it's not the last time we get to see him play. Yeah, that was the Bradley Harris. But if but if it is on consecutive games, just the performance that he left out on the field is unforgettable. Mm -hmm. And just being a uh an X D lineman just the the type of games that he had um, as a D lineman 
the thought of quote unquote finishing a game, like, and he did that basically like multiple times right. in the playoffs on yeah. a championship run is absolutely absurd. It's going to be sad as a fan of the game if, if he's retiring, but if he is, what a way to go out. Well, listen, the hardest thing to do is walk away from the table when your hand is hot, you know, and that's, um, that's why you don't see a lot of guys like leave in their last game be one that you can be very proud of. I mean, most, even the stars go out kind of like, uh, not the way that they were in their prime. I mean, look around. I mean, most, that's why Tom Brady leaving this year is so impressive. Um, Aaron Donald is going to take some time. I'm sure he is. If that report is true, if there's any truth to it, and listen, I said this earlier with Rodney Harrison and people talking about sources saying that Aaron Donald's talking about retirement or he mentioned it to Rodney. Like, Rodney doesn't want to die, dude. Rodney doesn't want to, like, you know, like nobody wants to tell a lie about Aaron Donald. Mm -hmm. Definitely and, not. You know what I mean? You like, see how he of all people. You, see, yeah. how, you <laughs> see how he reacts from a little yeah. after the play yep, shove. Yep, yep. <laughs> so that's the thing is like there is ha there has to be some truth to it. Now, I know AD pretty good, okay? He's like, he's the reason, number one person I'm happy for out here. Okay, like, you know, we'll go through it. But I, I've never heard this. And, you know, maybe it makes some sense. McVay is talking about retiring. Like, mm -hmm. there was some talk about McVay retiring. I'm happy for McVay. They damn near, we talked about this, the Rams were damn near the mini Bills. They were mm -hmm. knocking on the door of being the mini Bills. The only positive for them is that they probably weren't going to lose another one. Okay? Like, they have burnt draft capital. They don't have a pick in the first hundred. Right. They've got cap stuff they've got to worry about, but it is truly a burn the ships fucking thing mm -hmm. for them. It's a Hollywood thing. The trades also, they made this it's year. A, yeah, it's a burn the ships thing for them. What this team's really about to me is just resiliency. That's the word, right? Mm -hmm. Or is it resilience? I always fuck that I, up. I think either would work. Either works? Yeah. Fucking English, English major over there, Cowboy? Well, not me. If Macon was in here, we'd right. know by now. <laughs> At least he would deliver it in a manner with which I was convinced that, that, that he knew the word. I, it's resiliency or resilience. Take your pick. Um, and it's imperfection. This team is not perfect. This team was not perfect. But they were as hot as they were resilient. I mean, they were, you know, they were gutsy at the end of games. The Ravens game. I mean, like a bunch of little conversions. You know, red zone hold on to your hats. I mean, the Niners game, the ending of that game with everything they've been through with the Niners. You talk about McVay, talking about walking away and doing a, you know, Gruden thing, minus the emails, hopefully. Like, walking away from the game and averting this Buffalo Bills, this mini Buffalo Bills kind of thing. Two weeks ago, he damn near lost his seventh game to Kyle Shanahan in, in 10 tries or mm -hmm. whatever it was. You talk about it was all good just a week ago or whatever. It's like, the world has changed so much from what it could have been for Sean McVay. This was an enormous swing for him in his football career. So resilient, ballsy, kind of the, the attitude of their coach, man. Like all the mm -hmm. games that they won at the end this year. Remember Tennessee, how they got their asses kicked against Tennessee? I said out loud that night, this team is not winning a Super Bowl. Okay, I'm learning. I'm learning. As a player... I never had to say who was and wasn't winning a Super Bowl. I was only worried about one team. But I, at one point this year, I, I wrote the Rams off. And I also didn't think that they'd get what they needed out of Odell. I did not know how that would, would end. They are so resilient. You talk about looking up in the Super Bowl, no Robert Woods, 
no Odell, no run game, no Higby. You're throwing the ball to Bryson Hopkins. Okay, you you wake up in the second half. It's like a bad fucking dream, dude. Odell goes down. He's grabbing his knee. The movie's turning. Like it's that part in the movie, four fifths of the way through the movie, and I'm sure there's a term for this where shit starts going wrong. The happy mm -hmm. montage is over, and somebody gets fucked up, or somebody dies. Like that they come out twist. of the half. Yeah, the plot twist. They come out of the half, and that touchdown from Joe Burrow, and then the pick on consecutive plays would have broken a lot of other teams. Mm -hmm. It did not break the Rams. And I just think that that honestly is a credit to McVay. It's a credit to their leadership. It's a credit to Matt Stafford. You know, I don't know how much better he is better. I don't know if I can quantify how much better he is than Jared Goff, okay? But one of the, the ways that he is undoubtedly such a positive in a way that I'm not sure Jared Goff was is he just has that it factor, you know, that, that magnetism. So, like, even if he throws a couple picks, not great in the end zone. You know, the Skoranek uh, drop, part of that's on Skoranek, part of that's on, you know, Matt Stafford. The ball's not right on target. They don't blink. He doesn't blink. Yeah. He never makes shitty up, throws in Never the game. up or down, he, or he never shows it. He see, never too like high, never too low. His ankle is bent in half. Okay, cool, like, calm. Like cool. I feel like I feel like even with that situation, you can kind of tell he wanted to react to it, and it's kind of like before he walked off the field, he was like, "Let me get let myself me together because I, I don't, to I don't want my team yep. to see me dejected, or I don't want anyone to feel like, oh, like look, he's hurt, like or even feel that way." And that that's a that's a true leader. Yeah, and and not to mention, I mean, like look at their run. He's made big mistakes. He made. Um, you know, they made as a team a mm -hmm. number of mistakes in the second half of that Tampa Bay game. They survived just barely. You know, they played so poorly that Tampa Bay didn't even play that well and came back in that game. Mm -hmm. So this has been a team that's been imperfect. They've been up and down, but they've also been really resilient. They're gamblers. They don't have a fucking first rounder until 2024. Um, they, you know, it's going to be a seven year stretch without one. Yep. They have literally burnt the ships. It's a movie. It's an edgy movie. You don't know if it's Moneyball or what, but it's a movie about people that just said, fuck it. And whether you like the St. Louis thing or not, I, you, know, I, you know where I land on that, but they just strong-armed this Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. I mean, they literally just went out and got it, and they burnt the ships. This movie was going to go two totally, like it could have gone two totally different directions with the outcome of this game. These guys are legends now in L.A. for people that like football for a very long time. Mm -hmm. These guys have bought themselves a ton of rope. Talk about less, less Snead, who I'm happy yep. for. You know, I'm very happy for Les. Like, Les cut me. You know, like Jeff Fisher and Les, you know, they, they cap casualty me, James Laronitis, Jared Cook, same day. I hold no ill will against Jeff Fisher, Les Snead. I had dinner with Les Snead the summer after he cut me. You know, he's a good dude. And he's he's made a lot of impactful choices for that for that franchise. Right. So I'm happy for Les, his wife Kara, um, great people. You know the training staff, like those guys were there when I was there. Reggie Scott, Byron, Tyler, um, fucking guy who's holding. You know, you guys are looking at Odell crying. I'm looking at the guy holding the sticks on the sideline. His name's Merg. He he used to have a pizza shop in Earth City, Missouri. 
uh, and we'd we'd eat them and drink beer in the in the tra- <laughs> in the uh, in the equipment room Fridays after practice. Merg's still there, so like that for me, I know I have conflicted kind of feelings about the St. Louis LA thing. The people I don't, mm-hmm. and I'm very happy for all the staff. And things could have gone a totally different way for a lot of the people making decisions in in LA. And you go back to the touchdown interception back to back plays, and. After that pick, the LA Rams defense, they hold the Bengals to 11 yards and eight plays. You know, you, you yes. said that's, that's where it breaks a lot of teams. I mean, they got the ball right on the doorstep, and the Rams defense just stepped up, stopped them, kicked a field goal to only go down seven points. It's a lot the same thing we were talking about with Aaron Donald. Like, Aaron Donald was so great this year, and every year he's been mm-hmm. great, but like, he won't win a DPOY and people will be like, what did he do this year? Right. You know, like he, he'll have 12 sacks and people will be like, was he great this year? Second quarter, we're, I'm looking up, or third quarter, I'm looking up early. And, you know, they run the ball in the A gap, which is not Aaron Donald's gap. And I hear Chris Collinsworth saying, it's a lot easier to run the ball on Aaron Donald. I'm like, here we go. Mm-hmm. We are commentating and watching the game based off a result. Why don't you think Aaron Donald, we, why don't you think we've heard from him? It ain't because he stopped being the best player in the world. It's because they, they've been doing a lot Scheme, to keep yep. him out of the game. Every but, game you see three a picture or multiple pictures of three offensive linemen yes, all on Aaron Donald. All on, they, all you, on have Aaron. To, you have to scheme against him. And they did. And for a while it worked. But pass rush is like a fucking... If you have a dominant group in a big game like that, I don't care how long it doesn't seem like the rushers are there they're there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like when you turn the lights on in the room, oh, the rushers are there. <laughs> yep. it, it's like a tsunami, bro. You don't hear a tsunami. You don't hear a fucking tsunami. Uh, maybe you do. But when that thing hits, that was like Aaron and those rushers, man. Like that, there was a four possession streak, I believe, starting with Aaron Donald, who, by the way, put another four points on his name, uh, sack in the red zone. There were four possessions in a row late in that game where... Joe took sacks, mm-hmm. 50 sacked him, Vaughn forced like a third and 13 backed up, and the last sack was, a, excuse my French, it was a fucking gangbang. Mm-hmm. That last like- sack juxtaposed with Joe Burrow coming out of the half, you know, uh, moving in the pocket, climbing, using his athleticism to launch the ball to T. Higgins. Those two outcomes are why, listen, they got away with drafting Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. They got away with doing all, and they damn near could have won a Super Bowl that way. But in in the long run, I want to see the Joe Burrow who climbed the pocket and hit T. Higgins, not the guy who's getting hit by so many people. I don't know who gets the sack on paper. Seven sacks, 11 hits, 18 pressures, 19 sacks in the postseason. That's the most by any quarterback. The next closest was 12. Give the G-Shocks back. Mm -hmm. Throw the whole O-line away. No, I mean, like, (laughs) and it sucks to be a part of a unit like that because, like, individually, you know, there's no Superman on that line. It's mm-hmm. like, fuck, man. A lot of those guys who are supposed to be depth guys right. are being asked to be like starters and people. That, and so block I Aaron Donald. And block and, Aaron Donald and do all and that. And Von Miller and Leonard Floyd coming but off the But what, what you can't do is get in a shoving match with Aaron Donald. Right. <laughs> what did I say? I'm sitting here like, bad idea, dude. Yep. Bad that, idea. He had zero sacks before that. Bad yep. idea. Two the 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 beast. Bad idea. And the guy who got beat was doing a lot of talking. Yep. 67 was doing a lot of talking. With the game on the line, man, as you said, Nate, there's a, a playoff run where you have multiple game-defining rushes in crunch time. That's the stuff we live for. Mm-hmm. Just to even be a part of one of them, 
Like so, like like, it, like to tell people, it, it's equivalent to hitting the game winner. Like, there's no real like for a defensive player. Like, unless you catch like an interception and you run it back for a touchdown. Yep. Like, as a D lineman, like for you, your game winner is what Aaron Donald has been doing at the end of these games. And here's the deal, dude. It wasn't just that play too. The th- the the forcing the fourth and one. That was him, too, in the run yeah. game. Mm-hmm. He makes a play in the run game. Unbelievable. I mentioned the thing in the red zone. That's why, I mean, when you look at that and just the sheer, like, untold amount of mental and physical resources that Zach Taylor and the Bengals were committing to Aaron Donald, we don't even know. Like, you don't know. You don't know how many hours of film they watch because of Aaron Donald. You don't know how many considerations, how many insurance policies they put in place, the the way their protections. I mean, like that's why to me he is the MVP. Burrow's two point one uh, time to throw was his, was tied for fastest, fastest this year. No question. So you, you're damn right. They were thinking about. They it. were damn they right about it all about it. That's why you know a lot of people are like, when you play with a guy like Aaron Donald, isn't that great? I mean, like I actually don't know. Sometimes it can be, but. The ball can also get out quicker than you've ever seen it get out in your life, yep. and it ain't because of you. Yeah, they're afraid of that motherfucker. So, um, listen, he was so valuable to them. Vaughn was valuable to them. Um, every piece that they brought in on this crazy journey paid off. Odell, if they don't have Odell, who I feel terrible for, terrible for, but at least he got to see the grass, like. If they don't have Odell tonight, they don't win that game. No, they, they got they got out to a start because of him being in their offense, and he also seemed to be one of the biggest missing factors. So McVay, another check in the column for him. I do think they're better if you gave me Odell or Robert Woods the way their offense was. Odell now, I still think Robert Woods was probably the either or answer. But what they've done to adjust and change the way they've they've run their offense in the run game, we talked about it with Bill Barnwell. Um, their play action game, the type of routes they've been catering to Odell with rather than Robert Woods. Like you lose a blocker on the outside when you lost Robert Woods. They have adapted, man. Like mm-hmm. it is just, impressive as fuck. And just hearing that is scary to think about the the wide receiving core that they still have next year with Robert Woods coming back. Yeah. You have Odell, like hopefully he gets healthy. They can work the money and yeah. everything, all that out and and you got Cooper Cup and that's that's absolutely scary to think about just for for the future for them also. Odell's contract this year, so seven hundred fifty thousand salary that was taken in in um, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, and we know how that turned out. Signing bonus of five hundred that yeah. was U.S. American dollars. Wild card win, he got another five hundred. Mm-hmm. Divisional seven fifty, NFC Championship seven fifty, Super Bowl win one million dollars. Yeah, so that's a a cool three three million for three months of work so good for him and he deserves that ring man mm-hmm. like he really does and he should feel good about that but again like you know fuck it's hard to tell somebody like odell this because i'm sure he's crushed that he couldn't be out there for the whole game but some guys like i remember jason peters didn't get to play in the super bowl darren sproles you know guys like that like i think um we we lost a whole number of guys that philly year so i've seen it where guys don't even get to play at least he got to get out there, and we know they wouldn't have won the game without him. So mm-hmm. good for him. I don't want to go too far without talking about the uh, officiating. Here's my take. Both teams were the beneficiaries of bad calls or no calls. So I think it's all even. If I'm like litigating it, 
but it's also a bad look. Just because it's even, which is a big relief for the NFL, that it you know wasn't one bad call that weighed it one way or another. Mm-hmm. Like no call on Higgins on the touchdown that was bad. Okay, the false start and then the PI the same play double whammy in the red zone third and nine like the Bengals are probably Super Bowl champs or at least you're forcing a fourth and nine in that situation but at least on both ends of the spectrum the the refs fucked up the bad news good news bad news NFL the good news is kind of even bad news um big bad calls in the biggest game in the world and to play a little devil's advocate here I I really did appreciate them not throwing flags prematurely when there was like little scuffles on the yeah, sidelines nice. here and there because mm-hmm. I, I hate seeing mm-hmm. that especially in big games yeah they Something did a big they, being decided yeah, they did by a flag they, yep. they did a real good job of controlling that there was a lot of little extra stuff that you i guess in a regular season you can see like petty flags being thrown but they did a good they did a decent job and here's here's a play um the Bengals third drive of the game they're down seven nothing they end up kicking a field goal but it's third and uh, ten from the Rams' eleven-yard line. They throw uh, they throw to Higgins over the middle. Ramsey breaks up the pass, but he pulls on the jersey to catch up. Yep. Now that there's a little bit there, but they could have tied that game up at seven-seven. They could have, and, and, and that ended up being a big deal. The red zone stuff wasn't great for the Bengals. The red zone stuff mm-hmm. was bad against the Raiders, I think. And that, you know, they survived there, but like going one for three in the red zone today, not great. Ramsey didn't have his best day, but you know, like that little play there in the red zone on third, mm-hmm. you know, that's a four point difference. That's a four point there. swing. And he, Ramsey wouldn't have had a, my, as bad of a day if he had gotten the call on his, the face. Oh, absolutely. The that was the big, that was the big pimple on the ass there. Yeah. I just, um, you know, I don't think that the Rams can. I don't think any team should be watching on TV saying, let's try this at home. Mm-hmm. So many things happened for, for this to work <laughs> out for them. Um, and it was such a special group. I just don't think burning draft capital, lighting it on fire, um, and taking big chances like this normally pays off. Never does. Never does. So, you know, what you just saw was somebody hit the lottery yes. a little bit. You know, what you just saw was you walked into the casino if you're – studying the NFL for the first time this year, you walked in the casino and you saw somebody hit like a, a really ill-advised bet. Yeah. You know, and, slot then, machine. and then you're going to keep playing the slot machine the rest of the don't, don't try to copy the Rams this year. What they did was incredible. Like I said, it was like a movie and one that I didn't see coming. I did not see the ending coming. That's why I'm happy for McVay. I'm happy for Les. I said AD. You know, I'm not happy for Stanford Steve because uh, Stanford Steve had bet, I guess, a sizable amount of money on Aaron Donald to win the MVP, and fuck, that didn't happen, and maybe should have. Cooper Cup, man, though, here's an interesting point. Cooper Cup uh, props were actually higher than, you know, like in a lot of ways, the way his stat line ended up. Mm -hmm. 92 yards or whatever it was. Nine for 92 and two. Remember we asked, those props are so high. We were talking to the dude uh, from the win, Mo Pearson, and we were like, when are people going to get burnt on... Now, if you told me I'm going to take the over on the Super Bowl MVP and I'm going to lose money. Right, right. I mean, that's wild. So, Cooper Cup, amazing. Uh, Who's the last non-white guy wide receiver to win the Super Bowl MVP? It's a bit Mm. of trivia for you guys. It's becoming a real trend here. Oh, um, Wes Walker. (laughs) 
Well, I got news for you. (laughs) I got some news for you. (laughs) Julian Edelman is the guy you're thinking of, and he won. Okay. So what I'm saying is, who Julian, who's the last bad. non-white wide receiver? Wide receiver, because it's actually it's fucking been a while. Uh, Jerry Rice. I think it's Santonio it Holmes. Oh, Ooh. is it San Santonio Holmes? What a run for Amish-looking guys <laughs> and former quarterbacks from Kent State. I mean, incredible run, golf clap. Why did you say? Why did you laugh when I said Wes Walker? Well, because I asked for the last non-white wide receiver to win. Oh, 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 my <laughs> Been bad. there. Been there. And Stafford, dude. Like, here we are. This is Stafford in a lot of ways. The guy won the Super Bowl. Game-winning drive. Not perfect. Got the job done. Kind of like his team, but, but pretty fucking awesome. And in my opinion, a Hall of Famer. Somebody who solidifies his career. Answers all the questions. And does it in spectacular fashion. Like... We just went 15, 20 minutes talking about the Rams and haven't gotten to Matt Stafford, really. Incredible. He makes so many throws that aren't great. He's human. You know, that's why people like, that's why some people really like Matt Stafford. He's just fucking relatable. You get blown up in Detroit for eight, 10 years. You take your medicine, you get to LA. You still seem to get just murdered in in the pocket. The hit he took against Jacksonville, I was like, oh, fuck, more of the same. There's, There's hits. There's picks in the middle of the season. People talk about injuries. He finds a way. He's he's regular, dude. He's regular, but he's great at the same time. And uh, we kind of overlook him sometimes. So I'm really glad that he answered those questions and tonight. You, you talk about him being re- relatable. How how many guys who play you know backyard football can relate to him rolling left out of the pocket, waving his receiver deep down the field, and launching a bomb that gets picked off? But just having the confidence, like, yo, I'm going to chuck this the thing. The confidence ready. to throw it, the confidence to come back and ball the rest of the game in big mm-hmm. spots, the confidence in the Ravens game to lead them to victory when he looked like shit at times, um, the confidence to battle back in a loss against the Niners to finish the season. You know, that drive, uh, we talk about throwing man on the left sideline a lot. Yeah. It's a beautiful throw. It was a great answer. Um He's he's been kind of that resilient guy his whole career, and he finishes uh, this season in L.A. that way. He's 12th all-time passing yards, 12th all-time passing touchdowns, 11th all-time completions, and 4th all-time passing yards a game. Now he has a Super Bowl. And he threw the ball to Cooper Cup and Calvin Johnson, which, you know, like, I know usually that counts against the quarterback, but I do think it counts for something. Yo, it you has know, to. Two historic receivers. He got them the rock. And great. Great guy. Fucking everybody loves him. How many you know. quarterbacks can say they had two receivers put up the type of stats that, that he can? Right. I mean, you look at some wide receivers and it's like if they had had a quarterback, what would their stats have been? I.e. Andre Johnson. You That's know? interesting. He had, he had a tough you know, yeah. you're, yeah, I mean, not everybody was terrible, but it, mm-hmm. he, it wasn't Matt Stafford. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying Calvin Johnson would have been any less of the player, but if he didn't have, yeah, Matt it could Stafford, be a 10% edge or something, right. even though, you know, Calvin Johnson, the, the Matt's Matthew is the clear beneficiary. Mm-hmm. It counts for something. Uh, yeah. And you know, he, he, he threw the ball to those guys a great deal. I'll say the guys that I'm relieved for. Well, I'll tell you who I feel bad for my hollow man's Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, that drop. drop on third and nine. First drop of the season. First drop of the season. Coming to the Super Bowl. What a terrible time to have it happen. 
I think that game's different. It's so hard. The season ends, and his stat line is, you know, X catches, X yards, X touchdowns, drops one. And if that had come in the first game, on the first drive, and maybe they lose the game, but they still make the playoffs and win the Super and, you know, they yeah. win the Super Bowl, the job doesn't matter. It comes in the Super Bowl and the biggest thing. Yep. It, yep. It, Think it about it. The on the biggest. other side, I'm relieved for Skoranek. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, he had a bad drop that turns into a pick, and they lose that game. You're looking at him. He dropped the ball in the end zone uh, against the Niners. Mm-hmm. He drops that ball. You know, I'm relieved for him. I'm very relieved for Johnny Hecker, who's my guy. And Hecker just had one little fucked up hold. Yep. It's not even his job, really. It is his job. He'd tell you that. But he's one of the best punters I've ever seen. He could go his whole career like a Hall of Famer, like, you know, the the millennial Ray guy, and then drops the ball. You know, like, mm-hmm. that's not even his job. That could have been the difference in the game. I yep. mean, like, they go into <laughs> overtime. They can't go into overtime if he holds onto that ball and they kick the ball through the uprights right. on the extra point early. So relief for him, relief for Jalen. Relief um, for Akers from a couple of games ago. Think about how right, bad those yeah, fumbles game. were. Holy you like he fumbled twice like yep. in, in big major spots. And the they, all, they all could have been hollow men, but yep. Tyler Boyd is the hollow man, dude. Like that sucks. You know who I also feel really, uh, really bad for? What's his name? Penalty Ooh. boy. Flip flops. Well, that I feel that's. You know what's funny? <laughs> Taylor two flip flops this weekend. You have Jason Kelsey goes out there and flip flops for man of the year. Uh, gets recognized. People call him a folk hero. That's one way to wear flip flops. That's one way to opt out of shoes. The other way is to run onto the field during the Super Bowl in street clothes and fucking mm-hmm. shower shoes. <laughs> He had to get on. Is, is that the one they were doing the gritty? He just couldn't yeah. miss out. Oh couldn't my! That's the, how, you know, the gritty. The gritty is kind of like addicting, dude. He 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 had to get in on the on the celebration gritty. The gritty is addictive. Now we've seen Adam Schefter injure yeah. his knee. Your bro, your, <laughs> bro, your your brother did it on live stream. Uh, but, but that might be good for us. We. I, I, I saw a kid all drunk on Novocaine embarrass himself. He ended up on Sports Center doing the gritty, walking out of the dentist's office, and now you see you see this guy, um, Vernon Hargraves. Um, probably not such a great memory. Lucky for him, early in the game, and nobody remembers what might have been had you not started on like the ten yard line. You know who I also feel really bad for? Jerry Springer, Nick Lachey, all the other Bengals celebrities. Uh, there were many others that I was surprised. Uh, Carmen Electra, <laughs> Nicholas Shea. Yeah, that's I feel the for them. Way. I feel for them. I feel bad for Kyle Guy, our guy, mm-hmm. Kyle Guy. Man, like being a Bengals fan's got to be tough. But here's the thing: your team is going to be so good for such a long time. You're sitting on a gold mine. Just protect that Joe Burrow guy, and it's going to be a fun generation of being a Bengals fan for you. Uh, I feel bad for parents in Cincy, though. Because think about this. A week or two ago, city of Cincinnati, what do they say? We're canceling school Mm -hmm. Monday after the Super Bowl. And I don't know if I ever thought about this until it happened, but how terrible is that that you not only have your kids at home on Monday morning, so you got to watch your kids or figure out like, you know, what you got to do with work. All of a sudden, you got a lot no, less free time, but you're also hungover and mad about the Bengals. Oh, yeah. If you were going to have your kids at home on fucking daddy daycare duty, you want that after a win. That's tough, I feel, for parents in Cincinnati. And it's Valentine's Day, too. Oh, oh man. Ball drop. Wow. 
Wow, wow, wow. That's bad. So I feel bad for them. I feel bad for Jared Goff. You know, we were talking about Matt Stafford earlier. Jared Goff, wish he didn't have to see this. It's not fair. It's not fair. I mean, he fucking fought admirably. He had a great year in Detroit. Well, not a great year, but what they did was was respectable. Very. His the court I know of Macon will disagree, but Macon's wrong. Yeah, he's wrong. And the court of public opinion went up on Jared Goff. It always happens. People like redemption, even if it's ugly. And you know, I thought he redeemed himself by, you know, stepping in and winning some some memorable games this and year and being on the doorstep of about three or four other wins. Yeah, and I I don't know. I do you think tonight that Jared Goff wins that game? No. no, no, I don't think so. But I don't. <laughs> but I don't think they needed to do a whole bunch, you know. So I'm sure part of Jared's like, "Fuck, that could have been me." But no, I, Matt Stafford definitely was the difference, and I do feel for for Jared Goff. I kind of feel for Zach Taylor, even though it's his own damn fault a little bit here. The Rams have a fourth and one at the end of this game, right? And what they go, they go Cooper Cup end around. They have a call for it. They get Cooper Cup the ball. They get the ball in, in the hands of their best playmaker, and they convert. They go on to score. The Bengals have second and one at the 48 with like a minute 15 to go in a field goal football game, and they don't get a fresh set of downs. That is bad. bad. S- some people will say uh, that Joe Mixon not being on the field for a yeah. number of those rush rushes, those short um rushes there were four separate third and one and fourth and one situations yeah where Mixon was not on the field now that that's important because either the Bengals thought they couldn't get that short yardage with their offensive line against the defensive right. line or they wanted to trust going outside and and they didn't trust Mixon like running the ball period I don't know what they what they're doing but you have three downs to get like three yards mm-hmm. it's like dude this is the Super Bowl is on the line and so Again, you're you're facing off with a young offensive mind that if he beats you, you're going to be the guy that lost two Super Bowls. Uh, and, you know, both of them you score under 28 points, and you're an offensive genius. And the other guy is going to be this guy that took a team that was like two and 14 mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl and won with a second year quarterback. Zach Taylor was going to be a new flavor of the month, yep. dude. Lou Anarumo is probably getting a head coach job. Mm-hmm. You know, like. So much happens, win or lose in this game, and uh, you know Zach Taylor missed a big opportunity to be the the new hotshot for the next five years. All it takes is a Super Bowl, and yeah. people are going to give you a rope so right. long, dude. And Zach Taylor missed his opportunity right there. They'll be back. And you you go back to the Rams running the ball, yeah. twenty three carries, forty three yards. Couldn't run the ball. If you take away Cup and Stafford, a couple couple rushes between those, yeah. 19 for 30 between the running backs. So yeah. Cup's end around for mm-hmm. that first down was huge that mm-hmm. they had that in their back pocket. Yep, huge. You got no run game. Like I talked about all the factors. You know, it's fourth and one. Uh, you come up with a winning play. Bengals have three chances to have a winning play. Right. Don't get one. And, you know, of course, we talk about AD taking things in, into his hands, but I feel for Deshaun Jackson. A couple more here. Deshaun Jackson. Sean Jackson decided, you know, this wasn't for him. Probably mm-hmm. mutual, but God, that guy's had a great career, possibly a Hall of Fame career, and uh, he's he's still chasing that ring, man. It's tough. It's tough, man. It's it's not like cookie crumbles. A lot of guys that deserve a ring today aren't getting one. 
You know, Eli Apple. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I mean, the, the lesson yeah. the lesson is, man, the, here's a lesson. Just be careful going scorched earth, man. <laughs> when you go scorched earth, make sure you have the, the trump card. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have a way. And the postseason had not concluded. And we're fucking burning the city of New York down. We're burning the city of New Orleans down. And you end up in the Super Bowl and the first and last touchdown are on you. And that's the it's the loneliest position in football. So I'm certainly not like, you know, fuck, but, I've had bad games. But, but you set yourself up. They're not there without him, though. They're no not, question. They're not there without him. And for a guy, if you're going to be a guy who likes to talk shit, you have to take it. You have to. You you have to take it with a grain of a salt, like the, like they said, like a grain of a salt, a grain of salt. <laughs> At the end of the day, he's a guy that I, I think for him, he just has to suck it up and take all this. A grain of a salt just energized me. I'm gonna get to get through the last <laughs> few minutes of this podcast, dude. I am so fucking fired up to continue now, Nate. I'm glad. Let's I take it help. with a grain of a salt. Hey, and fucking. Here's the thing. I'm not saying Eli Apple's a bad guy. I'm not piling on because he had two bad stops or wherever he's been. Football is hard. The people that become hated by the general public and by fans, it's unfair. Okay, Carson Wentz today, here's, you know, he says he expects to be traded. People viscerally hate Carson Wentz. Okay, like people viscerally hate Eli Apple. They're both probably awesome dudes. I mean, I know Carson's an awesome dude. But... Eli did make some plays to lead him here. All I'm saying is when you fucking do all that, you leave your blind side open. And I'm talking, he's getting to the he's getting to the to his locker and he's got people saying that Eli Apple pack is gonna be hitting. You got the Ravens <laughs> jumping in on the fun. You have the Chiefs, you got Miko Hardman talking, you know, noise about you. It's just, it's tough. It's a cold world out there. When you decide to go on the offensive, just know it eventually might come back around. But at the end of the day, you know, in all Marvel movies, everyone loves a good villain. So It's good marketing. It, it, it is, but like you said, some fans, they get too crazy with it, and hopefully this will be something that, it, it just happens now, but new year, new season next That's year. The year of the, it's the year of the what? What is it, the year of Tiger? Tiger, oh, Tiger, yeah, not the, the not, the not tiger. The, uh, the Tiger, not the year of the Bengal. No, not yeah. We should have we should have read a little closer into that. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace to my groundhog system. Yeah, your groundhog <laughs> system it lasted is real quick. Another six weeks of winter for that yeah, system. Aged like a warm glass of milk. Damn, <laughs> sounds pretty good right now. Um, all right, so I can't forget Andrew Whitworth, Walter Payne Man of the Year amazing human being like literally an amazing human being i can remember when i was doing a literacy program in 2017 it was uh first quarter for literacy i kind of opened up the fundraising to guys around the league there was like a, a you know a matching investment donation match with an investment from us to where we'll you know stock libraries in your area I had one player, the first player that gave a donation and he gave like a multi-thousand dollar donation was Andrew Whitworth. Me and Andrew Whitworth never had an extended conversation off the field. We played against each other, not even that much because he was a left tackle, I was a left end. But just 
the the respect I had for him coming out of that. Didn't make a big deal about it. Just wanted to help. Um, and then getting to know him at the man of the year stuff. The year I was lucky enough to be there. Getting to know his family. The whirlwind of a fucking career he's had. And to end up in LA, lose a Super Bowl. Think you're probably going to retire losing a Super Bowl. And that's going to be it. I can remember after they lost that Super Bowl. I was like, damn, I'm bummed for Andrew Whitworth. And this is probably it, like coming up here soon. Not only did he continue to play, he played well. He played well tonight. He gave a sack early, got kind of knocked off by the the back. I didn't think he was going to play as well against Hendrickson. And he does it against his old team. One man of the year a couple nights ago. Very happy for him. And what a what a speech he had. First 40-year-old to start at, at tackle. Ridiculous. Everything about it is ridiculous. It's, it's movie stuff. And you know Eric Weddle movie stuff, dude. Whew. Eric Weddle on the he's a play caller on the couch, the play caller in the Super Bowl. It was crazy, yes. dude. He was just on the couch. He's out there with a uh, ruptured pec, evidently. Um, that happened early in the game. Happened yeah. early. That's what it was. Yep. When he uh, tried to chop mixing down. Yep. Yep. So ru- ruptured pec early in the game. He was on the couch, damn near two years retired. They call him. They call him up. He's an LA kid. He played his whole career, thought he wasn't going to get a Super Bowl, and wins it in his hometown. Surreal. Sonny Michelle beat the Rams, joins the Rams, helps them get a title. I mean, like, incredible. And another thing that they had to hit the curveball on was they didn't have Cam Akers. Their run game since Todd Gurley has been a figure at the fuck out. Sonny Michelle was a big help for them. So... Another like movie type thing. I'm looking at Van Jefferson's Instagram. He's holding his new baby in his arms 10 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. What the hell is going on? Talk about the greatest the NFL day is rigged. Taylor Rapp proposed to his girlfriend. The NFL's after. rigged. NFL's rigged. I'm I am with <laughs> that guy from our from our live from our stream chat. from the yeah. conversation. The NFL is yeah. absolutely rigged. And shout out a quick shout out. Can't forget about this. Wahoo Wah to Bryce Perkins getting the ring. Yes, like Bryce Perkins. Wahoo Wah. Greg Gaines, okay? We got to go through. I'm going to call AD and be like, hey, man, he's, he's going to think I'm going to ask him to come on the show. And I'm like, can you get me Greg Gaines? So I'm fucking psyched about, you know, this kind of stuff. So happy for Evan McPherson. He got to see the uh, halftime show. He, he stayed out there. Kicker from the Bengals got to stay out there Bad and ass. watch. What I tweeted earlier was the best halftime show of all time. I understand that a lot of you middle-aged white guys really like Prince and really want me to know it and everybody else on the internet to know it. But Chris, it rained during Purple Rain. I understand. I understand. But imagine me being 36 (laughs) and not being stoned when I saw that particular (laughs) halftime show. So you got to understand where I am right now. I am a 36-year-old dad. I just watched Dr. Dre, Eminem, 50 cent in a G unit uh, a shirt um, Kendrick Lamar the only one of the only damn near new rappers. I absolutely love Mary J Blige uh, Did I forget anybody? Uh, you said Dr. 50 Dre, Snoop Snoop and and um, it was, Drummer it, oh, oh, yeah, uh, it was Anderson Pack. Pack, Anderson but, Pack. but what I mean to say is that Eminem every yeah Eminem everybody that I just mentioned was like the 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 hottest thing when we right. were high school guys, dude. Yep. That I was in high school again. I was in high school again, and I had a studio. I had my own studio. I had 
good weed, my friends sitting with me, and I was watching, uh, it was like it was 2003 again, 2001. Chronic that was, 2001. That was a great show. That that was a that was a very enjoyable halftime show. And the set was awesome. Yo, the set. But like, but look, it they were in LA. So like if they were gonna do one thing extraordinary and have one thing right, it had to be the halftime show. Like and that's they, what they hit it out of the and park. And they and they hit it out of the park. That's what LA is about, about movie scenes and sets and production. And I think they did uh, a great job dude it was it was it was insane like it, it really looked cool it sounded cool i don't know if people were lip syncing i never know i don't care <laughs> i just want to see a fucking good show dude i've never really paid that close attention to halftime shows as some as you as some of you noticed but i mean like i thought this one was electric so i know somebody's nitpicky out there and maybe things weren't perfect but 50 cent hung upside down with blood rushing to his head for like 30 <laughs> seconds and was rapping there was all types of cool shit. Snoop was high. They're meme. They're memeing Fifty Cent because he's not in the shape he was. Oh, he's he definitely not in the that. shape. But he's still Fifty's <laughs> a badass dude. He's a boxer and everything. Like he might be even tougher now. He's got old man strength and he's and he's carrying more lbs. So yeah, the the halftime show was incredible. The whole production desk, the whole production beat for for Dre. He was just standing in front of that like fifty foot long. Yeah producer desk yep, yep that was cool it was incredible dude there were multiple look at that yep. moments here in the studio mary j so, you know, hey listen you hey you prince fans i'm sorry i'm sorry i don't want to i don't want you guys to become new hockey fans <laughs> i'll turn you guys into new hockey fans i will have you uh you know just under my thumb okay well maybe the best halftime show of all time yeah <laughs> All right, so did they play under my thumb at that halftime show? I don't know. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to see what all the hype was about. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. And it tastes great. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It kind of has a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. I recommend it to the whole Greenlight crew, especially Cowboy Reed. And now everybody's feeling spry. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Athletic Greens is also a climate-neutral certified company. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash greenlight. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash greenlight to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, so when just published the uh, odds for Super Bowl for next year, you guys want to take a guess at who's the favorite and which team has the worst odds? Yeah. Um, I'll just... Q you in a little bit. There's two teams at seven to one that are the favorites. 
and there's one big, big, big dog at 200 to 1. I can't remember, because uh, I never play them this uh, early. The team that wins, do they kind of get grandfathered into the number one spot? Because I was going to say Rams and Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs is one of them. Okay. So maybe it's the Packers. Reed, you got a guess? Nate, you got a guess? See, I Buffalo? feel like the Bills have a really high chance. Buffalo. But I don't know if they get that. Yeah, 7-1. Yeah. Bills bi- and Chiefs both 7-1. The Bills might be an early then, like favorite. And then 200-1? to uh, Hold on. Uh, maybe you all. Jets are obviously going to be up there. It's Jets. Yeah, it's the Jets. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Try to give it some, you know, suspense. You guys see any, any odds up here that you like? Oh, like, yeah, let's look. Let's, to me, um, what really stuck out was Eagles at 40 to 1 with all the cap space they have, the picks they have. That's right. That's right. I think I like the Steelers. Packers 20 to 1. I don't see value in the. Yeah, Commanders. Commanders at, you know, 50 to 1. Commanders, who knows what happens with the quarterback <laughs> position this offseason? You don't think it's a good value read? Hey, man. <laughs> Shoot your shot. Commanders, dude. You see uh, Russell Wilson in, in D.C.? That could be Ooh, fun. That could be fun. That could be a lot I mean, of fun. Where's shooting. Denver? I, I think the best values in, in the team, that's why Denver's so, because you don't know, like maybe, but stranger things have happened. Russell, you think New York, Giants, like where are the Giants right now? Giants can't win even with that roster. But Washington, Ooh. Washington, you know, if they picked up a quarterback, could be pretty good, and you could at least, like, take a flyer. Seattle, eh, seen enough. Jacksonville, Jacksonville can make some moves. Mm, they got a new coach, might put a spark, might, you never know. Well, uh, I bet Any you, Sunday, here's right? what's funny, to put it in perspective, I don't know if you pulled up the futures from that year uh, that we won the Super Bowl, but Jacksonville and the Eagles, not far off on the futures when it comes to, I'm not saying Jacksonville's or there's any value at all. Yeah, you betting are. the Jags. That, that's exactly what you're saying. But I'm trying, I'm selling Taylor Hope. I'm making the win money. And the Colts, I mean, like, I don't know what the hell is going to happen there. We just said Carson Wentz expects to be traded or cut because of uh, money. Money. Football, but money. Right. Oh, <laughs> the Chargers. Yeah. The Chargers. That looks, that looks tempting 20 to 1. Chargers 20 to 1. I like that. I like it a lot. <laughs> I like it a I lot. Like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. And we forget quickly about Kyler Murray. That might be a good little bet right there, too. The Cardinals at plus. Well, if 30, Kyler's 30, in Arizona next year. Ooh, yeah, he unfollowed. Not. What, what oh, do you yeah. think that means? He unfollowed uh, the I Cardinals. Think, I think they're all trolling. Did you see what they did? Yeah, they, they, they unfollowed everybody, and they only left two pictures up of him. Like they they took everything off of their main page to do what he did, but they put pictures of him to show him like, hey, like we still love you. That's weird. Yeah, it's weird because you like I wonder how marketing wise, like people who probably pay to have I like, think that's what most posts. Cardinals fans are thinking about, wondering you know how the money's changing hands here. They only did that for a second because their Instagram page right back. now is yeah. Oh, it was just maybe it was buddy. short lived. Uh, yeah, very short lived. So, yeah, I don't know what to bet now, but... Um, How about your uh, Vikings next year? Oh, what are the Vikings? See, I'm more of a win total guy. The futures are cool. I can't wait till the win totals come out. Commercials. What do we say? Best in show here, Cowboy. 
commercials are right. I eat is exactly I, the way I would put it. Yeah, I eat the. I eat. We loved we loved the Dolly Parton commercials. Um, yeah. By the way, she's given free uh, tuition to uh, to all the workers at her theme park. Yeah. So like, they're all gonna go to. She's college. cool, man. She's cool as fuck. Now that commercial definitely helps offset. Right, that really kind right. thing because I hope they paid her well. Right, and look at her just putting it into something good. Well, she could have been a billionaire, probably a time or two over. But yeah. she's given back. She's That's allowed she people does, to That's just gives she back, man. And she doesn't need a billion she's dollars. The shit. Yeah. Anytime Dolly Parton gets paid, what I mean to say is something good's going to happen. That's right. So love Dolly Parton. She was up there for me. My favorite, her and Miley Cyrus. Did you say what your favorite was? I did. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Zeus. And and Salma Hayek as Zeus's wife, and her name is Hera. So my favorite that was a good one. Yeah, was I, I forget what the commercial was for now, but was Metal Soprano? Was that a car mm, commercial? Yeah, where she's parking and they meet up with um, Little Tony, AJ. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Little Tony. We were saying definitely not that was a Chevrolet pot in the garage anymore. That guy's a grown yeah. up. Yeah, definitely not definitely not being a little animal anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Koi based the bounty QR code. I thought the TV broke and I thought that we hadn't noticed yet. And we and we were, I was like, "Oh shit." When the Coinbase this QR code was bouncing around, I thought the TV broke. Yeah, that was fucking crazy. It got quiet. Yeah. There were squares like just <laughs> moving around and Reed was whipping out the phone. Trying to, trying you, to scan it. Could like, you imagine that in, a, in the bar, the scene? Of oh, everyone yeah, in the everyone bar, climbing like, over each like, other. Like, like what? what is it? What is that? What is that? That's it's just genius it's, marketing. Listen, here's where we are now. You can tell by, you know, like historians will go back. Like kind of like carbon dating. You look at the Super Bowl commercials to see where we're headed. Fake apartments, fake fucking lives in the metaverse. Electric cars, which is cool. Less road noise. A lot of electric car commercials. Good for the planet. Okay, good with that. Coinbase, have no fucking clue what to make of that. And we still like uh, Doritos, right? Mm-hmm. There was a whole forest yeah. uh, mm-hmm. commercial that was the pretty beatboxing like animals. The we're gonna have. Yep. We're gonna oh, have. The we as humans have evolved in such a way that we uh, are gonna have fake apartments and businesses and side lives, and we're still gonna eat Doritos. That's what the historians are going to find out about this very special time that we're living in right now, 2022. <laughs> I mean, I have no idea where, where we're going from here, but it's going to be interesting judging by those fucking commercials. We also have to uh, shout out our commercial, Greenlight. Greenlight. There was a Greenlight green commercial. There was yep. a Greenlight. <clears throat> Fuck yep. yeah. Congratulations, guys. Our <clears throat> yeah, first we, Super Bowl commercial. Oh, it was great. Appreciate it, Chris. I mean, yeah, you're, you're so generous. Of, I, mean, I know no problem. big bucks. Guys, we had a great... 25 couple. million viewers had in a, a great in a couple streams. weeks. That's right. We had a great couple weeks on the WinBet app. And hey, a couple of my props fell just short. We almost They're got a car. Seven yards away on Van Jefferson. Yep. From, and it would have uh, hit if that t- if that pass had just sailed, sailed a little short. Yeah, Matt. A little lower. Matt missed him. Matthew missed him. Matthew missed him. Uh, you're absolutely right, Reed. And fuck, dude, we would have had a motorcycle. I was going to get yeah. a green light motorcycle. I mean, that was a lot of money. Your branded parlay on win would have hit as well if Odell hadn't gotten injured. Every other part hit. He needed 60-plus yards. He had 53 Ugh. at time of injury. Brutal. Brutal in so many ways. But he's a champion. But, yeah, Matt, did you have a favorite uh, commercial? 
I'd agree with Nate. I was liking the Sopranos commercial. And yeah. actually, you know, when Reed was talking about the QR code commercial, thinking the TV was broken, I thought the TV was broken too. And it reminded me of the Sopranos finale when everybody thought their TV was broken. No, it was just a bunch of people in a room taking the fucking easy way out, writing into the show that you decide. That's all it was. <laughs> Sorry. I don't feel any kind of way about it. But uh, it was a good commercial. A lot of good commercials tonight. Sorry if we didn't mention your favorite. I know how that sucks when that happens. <laughs> but it is late here, and I think, uh, I think we're, we're going to go home here in a second. Okay. You know, I saw Reed out in the wild this weekend. Did yeah. You? How, how was that? Oh, it, it was, was hilarious. It was awesome, dude. It was I so think the only funny. <laughs> so my wife, who's definitely not listening to the pod this far in, but who I love uh, and who is newly acquired SUV owner, like a large SUV, oh, and uh, is not, well, the, there's good news, bad news here. Good okay. news, got an SUV, can fit the family, all our things. Uh, bad news is parking sometimes. Oh, yeah. is, so, is she a nudger? No, she just doesn't trust that the, the giant SUV, and it feels giant, is not going to strike the car in front. And to her credit, the parking area that you were at we is were at very, Hollow. very tight. It's so a I was very at Sugar Hollow. We area. took the kids hiking and get off the trail, and Meg's doing a 56-point turn. I mean, she's struggling through this turn. There's people coming off the trail. <laughs> we're by the trailhead. There's people, like, stopping, waiting awkwardly. There's some people just jutting out there. There's cars everywhere. The kids are asking questions, and Meg's struggling. And we've all been there, some of us. Not me, but I can imagine many of you have. And uh, I'm saying, Meg, like, pull up. I'm offering to get out. All of a sudden, there's a guy outside the passenger window. Directing traffic. Being really nice and telling my wife how much room she has. And I look up, and it's Cowboy Reed. Oh, and my Cowboy God. Cowboy Reed, Reed can't to the tell that it's us in the truck. Oh. Because it's a new SUV. And so, so you're just really just a nice guy. Uh, yes. That's and, awesome. And I, the kids enjoyed the hike. We had a lot of fun, but they never got as excited as they did when, when, Cowboy, when they saw Cowboy Reed. Luke is jacked up. Cowboy Reed's like methamphetamine to him. So much so that the only time I ever think my wife's been like Reed is at the airport and you were hyping up Luke. Oh, yeah. And the kid was bouncing off the walls. I so, felt bad, but that was fun. But no, but all, <laughs> so the moral story is Reed is just as we know him to be out in the wild, helpful, on the spot, clutch. All right, so tell me this Cleveland. So uh, it's it's the Hudson, Ohio mayor. Yeah. No, Hudson. Hudson, Ohio mayor. And the Hudson, Ohio mayor believes. That ice fishing will lead to prostitution. Okay, I'm going to try to shiny is rocking, don't come knocking. Additionally, if you open this up to ice fishing, while on the surface it sounds good, then what happens next year? Does someone come back and say, I want an ice shanty on Hudson Mm. Springs Park for X amount of time? And if you then allow ice fishing with shanties, then that leads to another problem prostitution and now you got the police chief and the police department involved just data points to consider so i just heard the clip (laughs) so what this guy is saying is that there will be these 
ice fishermen encampments. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. The people come there for ice fishing season. Right. I guess with shanties. They're fishing with They're shanties. They're just little huts. And so basically it's like it, all four walls and a roof, uh, but it keeps it stops the wind when you're like out on the ice and you fish overnight. So like you yeah. drill your hole and then you put up, you know, your four I walls. I watch YouTubes. You just, I'm yeah. very, like, I, I almost feel like I could <laughs> do it. I watch a lot of YouTubes. Like, hookers love that. ice fishing right. shanties. Can you believe that like a mayor would say that though? Seriously? No, I can't. Well, yeah. Yeah, we live in America, dude. I understand Which is his part logic. Of, like, do you think he was telling? Do you think he was like so? Do you think he's okay? See, himself? that's what I was gonna bring up. Okay. The North Dakota things. What's that? Well, yes. Yeah, so so like, there's these worker encampments that there's prostitution, oil drilling, oil, oil, oil drilling and that's oh. not all. That's oh, not okay. all. Needless to say, a large rash of men moved to North Dakota for oil drilling, and then that was followed by a lot of prostitution well wouldn't it be better if in whether it's an oil drilling encampment or an ice fishing encampment it was regulated and legal 100 percent. sex work is work okay there we go there sorry we go. mayor that's like the you, kryptonite yeah well you're arguing against yourself yeah the mayor he's, he's tripping the mayor's tripping i just i just feel like he i think he was sort of probably like telling on himself plus dude as a pescatarian <laughs> as a pescatarian we need more ice fish okay we need more ice fish not less ice fish you know what i say when the salmon hits the plate fish on <laughs> whenever there's a whenever I there's a new fish for me at dinner time, fish on. I'm like a seal now. By the way, I apologize about doing the um Super Bowl steak earlier. I just want to mm. put that on the open here, okay? I know I had a steak, I know I ordered it. I knew you guys would see it. Okay, I wasn't sneaking a steak in. It's just that once a year I'm gonna eat a steak. And it's gonna be the most American day on the whole fucking docket and that's Super Bowl Sunday. So Reed, how much money did I win with this over on the <laughs> What do you mean? It's, bro, how much money did I win? Or like what did I'm I I'm not win? off the no, the, bro. I'm not off my diet. I get I get one steak a year, it's the Super Bowl. This was in the bylaws of pescatarian diet, man. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna start like if you're gonna do this, I'm gonna start trolling. Honestly. I'm gonna start trolling you. And it was I'm, my patriotic duty, and but it was disgusting. Look, I'm gonna start trolling you, and I'm gonna like send incentives out to fans to text me and send me pictures of, of me you eating steak. Or no, no, not eating steak. This anything other than fish. Well, guess <laughs> like what? Like while you're out Bro, and about, listen. People are gonna be walking up to me and at, like, "Hey, man, you want this steak?" <laughs> And you have to say no. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna be turning down steaks. No. I am who I say I am. You it's have, just it's look, Super Bowl Sunday is my patriotic duty. Look tuna steak, but no red meat steak. Just bison, bro. Bison. I had a pretty good week with that whole thing. You should try it, man. I had bison this past week. I might swim home tonight. Shout out! Shout out to Imperfect Foods. Every good diet sure. has a cheat day. Have you ever had that? Hell yeah, man! Do you like we, it? Well, you get it every week. Uh, yo, yeah. me and my girl too. Like yeah. we're hip. We got. We just got the bison for. The, the, I'm a big guy, so the portions are kind of right. Uh, but it works. It works for me and my girl for real. Imperfect. So basically, you put in the order online every yeah. Wednesday or every Tuesday. They deliver to your house, so, so I you do can get cook unity. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of them. Yeah, 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 look at yeah, that. yeah. tomato, tomato. Yeah. yeah, both awesome. Both yours is, like yours is way richer though. Yeah, <laughs> and Perfect Foods is like the it's like the reject fruits and vegetables that people might not like. Yeah, because it's, they aesthetically look yeah. like weird. Cook Unity is fire. <laughs> I bet it is. And they got pescatarian options. All right. Well. um <laughs> 
Yeah, and just to let you all know, our schedule is going to be changing, not yet, but next week. This week, we'll have our normal show on Wednesday and Friday. And the week after that, we'll be shifting to two times a week on Tuesdays and Fridays. And that's all great news because people, motherfuckers are tired. Okay? I know motherfuckers are tired, but I want to thank y'all for pushing through this season. Incredible work. Love is love. Any growth we have, the dudes in this foxhole here, Reed, Taylor, Matt, Nate, Sunday nights, Macon, like we have grinded it out all season. Ralph, Ralph, Brian, John, John. but there's also some really late nights, you know, being put in in person here and y'all cats deserve a lot of fucking credit. So cheers to you. One last thing. The metaverse is for cowards. I want to be on the record. It's for quitters. No. I want to be on the record, finish the show You're gonna eat with your this words. bold take. No, I'm not. Because, bro, like, what happens? I can't eat something fake. Bro, what, ha- me- what happens if we start getting a million viewers from the metaverse? Then what? What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, wait, what the fuck wait, wait are you those, saying wait, right now? Wait until the metaverse... Huh? Way to the metaverse. You know, have you ever played Sims, bro? Like little play mobile people? Yeah, but like they're going to be able to watch movies and watch podcasts, and they might choose ours to do that to get all those views. And then I will move into the forest so fucking hard, dude. (laughs) I will move into, like, there is nothing. Bro, when I know this, this shit right now, we're flirting with it. I know we're going there, but I'm just telling you. If you have to leave this world to go into another world, I know that at one point it will be offensive to say this. I don't care. You are a quitter. And if you're going to tell me, well, not everybody lives in your world, Chris. Some people need to escape their world. I would say some people can't escape their world. So shut up and go into the metaverse. And I don't want to hear from you again. It's fake. (laughs) I'm, I'm on the record. This is going to be problematic at some point. You'll eat your words. I don't know. Fuck. Somebody's going to sell me tomorrow on some way that the metaverse is really beneficial to human beings. And I'm just, if you got it, hit me with it. But I, I dude, I'm, I'm off the, I'm out <laughs> on the metaverse. I'm going to be, like I said, I'm going to be on hydraulic road and 29. Yo, stop saying that. I am, bro. dude. Stop saying that. I am. Stop saying that. I'm going to be dead broke if the metaverse becomes a thing you're gonna be if a investing handler. in blockchain and all this stuff i'm a fucking i'm a luddite dude i'm stuck in the past i just want to be the first to say that Cut it out. i actually wrote a, a movie script a couple years ago kind of like with toying with the idea of like drones with chips in their necks deciding to choose to live in a digital metaverse world and then like people who decide to live like you're saying in oh, the we woods got- and like if you add, got a, add a shower scene and anything's possible, Starship Troopers. Hey, bro, you're <laughs> on to it, though. Hey, Taylor, let's get it done. Yeah, we got we got time. Yeah, I mean, it's season. already been written. It's, it's, I wrote it a couple years ago. It's, it's The script's done. Let's get it to the fucking people that need oh, to yeah. read it. I got I to gotta get with Taylor. Who are we going to You got to plug me, you gotta you plug me in one of these to, roles. Taylor? Taylor, you get to give it to you. Get one person. All right, there's a there's a metaverse gun to your head. <laughs> you have ten seconds. <laughs> I'm taking the goggles off. All right, who who are you going to get this script to? You got ten seconds. You got one one breakfast meeting. 
Fake food. Seven, six, five, four, three. A24. A24. Mm. Yep. Who is that? They're a movie production company, and mm-hmm. I think they, I associate them with very good movies, like kind of. They made Card Counter, which is Fantasy, but they also made, did they make the, the Green Knight? I saw the Green Knight recently. There's some really like artsy kind of movies that they make too. Yeah, sometimes it kind of pushes, at least for my personal taste, kind of pushes that artsy envelope too much you for me. to keep that to yourself in, in the interview. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying, Ty? We'll get you to A24. Fucking, one day we'll have a movie studio. Production studio. You know? That'd be lit. Speaking of existence, it'll be a real one. It won't be fake, like the metaverse. Y'all take care. 